This country is doomed. except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? This is David. Taco here. And I'm Wolfie. Yay, everybody want to check your Facebook, make sure it's still up. I believe mine was, <laughs> last time I checked, it was just a few moments ago. Uh, 30-day ban on streaming. But oh, yeah. Way to go, Taco. Thank you. Like I was saying earlier, there's uh, one of the links that I put in the show notes <clears throat> for Graham Allen, his official page. Um was a violence compilation video from the BLM riots and his entire page is gone. He was one of the, uh, I guess they said, uh, what did Twitter get rid of? They said 60,000. I think it was something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. I bet the ISIS pages are still up. Oh, yeah, they are. The Ayatollah, Ayatollah how do you say it, Wolfie? Ayatollah Khomeini. There you go. His is still up, which everybody knows. Uh, Trump doesn't have anything. <laughs> They've killed mm-hmm. his uh, his Twitter, his Facebook, his Instagram. They're even trying to kill Parler. Yeah, Parler's gone now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think hey. you can visit it via the website now. Nope, that's gone too. Amazon pulled their servers. Jesus. Um. And Parler's CEO, at first, when they first pulled it down, they said that they they thought they would be able to be up in just a couple of days. Um, they had other companies in line that they were going to be able to use their servers um, as far as, because Amazon, the, what is it, AWS, the server set that they use there um, when they pulled them down. <clears throat> but I heard a report yesterday that he come out now and said that they're probably not coming back. That uh, um, the ones that they had in line that they thought they were going to be able to use, I guess a lot of them keep backing out. They can't come to agreements, and uh, everybody's well, uh, afraid of the mob. What agreements? This It's the end I heard of the that, freedom of speech. Oh, exactly. I, I heard that they were wanting them to agree to the same ser- terms of service as what Twitter has. Right. So, and they're like, that was a deal breaker for them because they didn't. And here's the thing. There's Twitter. They talk, they talk about the president and how, you know, supposedly his speech is, you know, inciting violence. But you have people like Kathy Griffith, 
who are on, if I'm saying that correctly. If I'm not, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. Griffin standing with a with a picture of her holding the severed head of the president yeah. on Twitter. And that doesn't incite violence, but him saying, hey, let's walk up to the Capitol and, and let's demonstrate peacefully and have her make our voices heard. That somehow is. But you know, that's not what he meant when he said peacefully. He didn't mean peacefully. Did. You have to look at all the. He meant peaceful as in a war type sense. Right, Let's right. go up and kill um, people. But you have to look at their logic. Here's here's what Twitter posted on Twitter's uh, official blog site, their letter that they posted as to why they pulled Trump. Okay. It was all because of two tweets. The, on January 8th, he posted, The 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. And then right after that, he tweeted, to all of those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. They said <clears throat> that because he stated that he wasn't going to the inauguration, he said that the second tweet serves as encouragement to those potentially considering violent acts that the inauguration would be a safe target since he's not going to be attending. <laughs> I don't know what kind of straws you're grasping verbal gymnastics to make that work out. But, uh, but even like Amazon pulling their servers, because Parler's rules were basically if it's legal, it's allowed. Free speech covers it unless yes. it's against the law. And you, their system, you can report things if somebody, you know, is they're planning a murder. I don't know. Other things that would be illegal. You'd report it, and they were pulling them down just fine. And they weren't having, a, I don't think, any problem pulling the things down. And Amazon agreed with that. They said, but their argument was that in the future, their infrastructure wouldn't be, handle, be able to handle the growth that they were, I guess, about to experience because of so many people shifting over to them. The system they had in place couldn't handle that. So well. they were... Well, it's like Minority Report. We've got pre-crime. Yeah. So you're shutting people down for something that may happen in the future. Well, didn't the same thing kind of happen years ago when Facebook first started before other companies bought and paid money to make them bigger? Well, and Twitter just signed a huge contract deal with Amazon for their new server set. But I was watching a... Bongino, uh, Dan Bongino, he's one of the people, one of the big investors in the parlor. Parlor, right. And uh, they were talking about First Amendment censorship, and they're like, oh, no, Dan, this is a private company. This is a private company. They can do what they want. But, and this is according to him, and I didn't get a chance to actually research what he was saying. There are Supreme Court cases on record saying that if you know the government isn't allowed to do it they cannot have their allies in the private sector do what they themselves can't right and that's exactly what they're doing now it's yeah it's exactly what they're doing i think i've got a clip of part of that maybe i've got a dan bongino here well, let's see what it is real quick yeah i i stopped posting on twitter last night i'm not closing my account there, but i won't be posting there anymore um ironically this all happens today Sean, these big tech, uh, the big tech, big government symbiote, because that's what it is, um, is now in an open war with free speech and civil liberties in America. 
Uh, Listen, I'm not making a First Amendment argument for you here. These are private companies. I'm making an even more dangerous argument that these tech companies are more powerful than the government and will have a more pernicious effect on civil liberties by engaging in open war with free speech like they're doing right now. I can back that up right now. At least with government, you have a process. If you're arrested by the government or fined by the government, there's a process. That's, you know, the law and order. That's the order component. You can get a lawyer and you can fight back. This is a political attack. This isn't a principled one. And they're coming for you next. This fight's coming to your door, folks. Get ready. You can't avoid it. Yeah, see, like you said, even at least with the government, if, if you think they're violating your First Amendment right, you have recourse. You have due process. Um, and you can fight it. With this, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you can sue. And there, so far, I think there's been a, a, quite a few lawsuits filed. Um, I mean, this is the fall of free speech. I mean, we're witnessing it. This right. is the fall of, well, what, essentially all civil liberties that we have. We're watching them try to take them away one by one. Yeah, and this is what, this is this is me. Uh, why would they want to censor this man so bad? He's going to be gone, what, less than nine days? It's not even a week. He's they, out. They don't right? want him running in 2024. That is, the, that is that's their, their well, whole goal. That is their there's claim. There's that. You're, you're right. Then they don't because I don't. You know, but they've already pulled off the cheat. The you know they've right. already they've already stolen the election, which means if he does run in 2024 again and he has twice as much as support, then they'll just do it again. Well, see, because they they weren't uncovered this time. They're just going to do it again. Well, see the the reason they claim for the impeachment, like David said was so he can't run in four years. I don't see that as being the actual cause. I, I see that as being what they're telling people just so they agree with it because you got all these crazy leftist liberal people out here who have been butthurt since the last election. I think the actual thing to this is, well, check this out. We can take away your freedom of speech to the President of the United States so if we can do that from him, we can do it to you. I haven't been put in Facebook jail in like eight or nine years, and now I'm in Facebook jail right now out of the blue. Yeah. What's to say you're not next? You're not next to how many and, other people? And all his post was was one of the photos from inside the Capitol that is Literally. on every single news site you see. Yeah. Literally, that, that was what put me in Facebook jail was a picture from that you see everywhere, and it was – it didn't make sense that I've been kind of thinking along the same lines of that uh, taco is, you know, this is basically an example. If we can do this to him, we can do it to you. Yeah. And not but only- here's, here's, here's something else to think about. He's got such little time left in office. The actions that they're taking are the actions of someone that's afraid of something. Now, it may be the, the next four years, you know, out him trying to rerun for president. I get that. Or it could be they think he has something. I don't know what, but they don't want him to be able to release it. So and that's why you censor the president of the United States is whatever it is they think he has. They don't want him to be able to get it out to the people. I think part of it is that, yes, they believe that he has something that he's not going to give out to the people that they. Well, of course, any president has things that they don't want to give out to the people. 
Well, no, 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 not the not the president not wanting to give it out. Well, no, that's they I mean, his 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 political but, opponents. Yeah, you know, people like Pelosi and and all these other people are like, you know, hey, well, I've, if he's got if he's got dirt on us, we've got to stop him from from being able to put it out. Well, so see, we're going. President has has information that we are not supposed to know, and they don't want us to know. And of course, Donald Trump is willing to give up a lot of that information. <laughs> But I don't believe that that's it. I still believe that this is part of a bigger agenda that's been planned for a long time, and they found the perfect opportunity with the amount of hate that Donald Trump took throughout these four years. This well, is I, I, this is I do believe it is a part of a. I do believe it is part of a larger agenda. Uh, I watched a video a couple of days ago, and it was about uh, I think some kind of Rockefeller study. And it basically was going over. It was going over a lot of what's going on now with the pandemic and so on and so forth, and basically moving us towards socialism. Maybe national on, socialism like, on a, on a global scale. Agenda twenty one, new world order, depopulization to save the planet, with the creation of a one world government. Like you're saying, I mean, they're continuing on with the impeachment process. But Mitch McConnell said that he's because Senate's on recess right now and he's not going to call a like a special meeting just for this, for the impeachment. Um, so for them to continue is going to be after Biden's already in office, but they're going to continue, even though they have no authority over him as far as I mean, he's already out of office, so they can't remove him from office and there's no other penalty that he could have other than eliminating his option for running again. So, I mean, they have no reason to do it after he's out of office. I mean, after he's out of office, they can't. Oh, they're still going to continue on. Even though I didn't think that was... Yeah, they can still hold it. And it, it's just... But it's not to remove him from office. It's just to convict him, which they're not going to do either way. But they... <clears throat> If they convicted him, or I think it's, they need a, what, a two-thirds vote? Yeah, I think they need a supermajority. Yeah, for that. But then they could do a special rule, even if they didn't, that would only require a 50% vote. Oh, yeah. To, in, in that special rule, it would uh, disqualify him from running in the future. Yeah. Whether he's convicted or not, or found guilty or not. Got to admit, though, you got to love how the news says he's the first president in history to be impeached twice. Well, technically, he was never actually impeached the first well, time. Well, he was they impeached. Tried, but, you know. He was impeached, but when it went to trial, he was acquitted. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it was basically like they suspect you of murder, and you go to trial, and you beat it. You were charged with it. You were charged with it. Yeah, is sure. charging. Yeah. But then I was found innocent. Right. That's what basically happened the first time. The way the news makes it out, though, it just. Yeah, no, that's because the news wants to paint the worst picture possible. It's working. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. It's sad, too, and it's scary. This is some, was it the old, this old Chinese proverb, may you be, or curse, <laughs> may, you, may you live in interesting times. It's Jeez. been coming, man. I mean, it's been coming for a long time. The right time, I guess. But, I mean, all of it comes down to, 
I don't know. They're comparing it to 9-11, and they're comparing it to Pearl Harbor, and they're comparing <laughs> Think of it this yeah, way. It's, and... it's the fall of the Roman Empire, but with Wi-Fi. <laughs> and yes. the damage that was done here was less than they did to the federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon. Yes. It lasted it's superficial. 20 superficial. times longer there than it did mm -hmm. at the Capitol. The Capitol is more symbolic to represent the country as a whole. Um, but most of sure, those people sure that were is. in there, not defending what they did, every single one of those people that did something illegal and there needs to be prosecuted. Yep. That's how it yeah. should always be. To the, to the full extent of the law. Somebody should, every single one of them in Portland should have been prosecuted. Everyone in, in, that loots and yes. riots in all of the riots anyway yes. should be prosecuted. It's the way it should always yeah. be. Mm -hmm. And people need to be held personally accountable for their own actions. Problem is, in this country, we don't want to hold anybody accountable for anything. It has to be somebody else's fault. So all of these people that, that came into the Capitol that day, it's not their fault. It's Trump's fault because he told them to do it, and they're just his minions. Um, nobody is accountable for anything anymore. The government doesn't want anybody to be held accountable for anything, and they don't want anybody to be able to take care of themselves. They yeah. want the power to, to control everybody and everything, and that we'll take care of you, we'll feed you, we'll give you money, we'll give you health care, we'll give you anything you need. Just do what we say. And if you don't, mm -hmm. then we'll shun you. They started shutting people's, uh, well, Trump, they've already, a lot of oh. the deals that he's doing with different banks won't do business anymore, which the that'll, people that'll come that when I'm sure it will. The people that went into the uh, actually went into the, the Capitol building. I sent a, a, an article on that either yesterday or maybe the day while I was at work. The Democrats want these individuals put on a no fly list. Right. So that they can't travel by air anymore. And I'm like, Really? You know, did you do that for any of the BLM or Antifa people? How about we ha we go back to a no, thing called due process, and you yeah. arrest and try those people, and then if you find that they did something, well, you know, worthy of that, then aren't the hotels in D.C. during the inauguration day? Aren't they like n not booking? I read something about yeah, where they're, they're not booking. And like I know Airbnb shut down. You can't uh, do any Airbnb anywhere in the D.C. area right now until after the inauguration. Uh, they're just wanting to stop people from coming in yeah, in a large volume. But nobody was going to – I mean, if you watch any of Biden's past speeches over the last year, nobody was showing up to anything he ever did anyway. Could you imagine if people had that kind of passion in 2019 during the Storm Area 51 event? <laughs> yeah. I wonder what would have happened then. But yeah, they're, they're cutting people. There's been lots the aliens of stories. Would have came out. There's been lots of stories of people terminated from their jobs. Only that were never even near the Capitol. They were and there. That is wrong. They were Just there they to listen to the and not only say protests. They were there to to support. And they were in Washington. You know because where Trump yeah. gave his speech was two and a half miles from the Capitol. You know, the news likes you to think that he ordered everybody to just march right on over there and do it when actually they had already breached the front gate before he even got off the stage. Yeah. And so unless they can teleport, I don't think anybody was uh, was following his orders that was breaching the, 
the gate and yeah. you just watch Elijah Schaefer has a great video of all that frontline shots. Well, even even through Facebook and some stuff I've seen on YouTube, people are claiming, and I put that in quotations, claiming that people have lost their jobs just from supporting Donald Trump during this time because oh, yeah. they say that they're inciting violence and they don't want that opinion to be thrown out in their workplace. Well, they're saying now, uh, I think it was at AOC, um, she's trying to, they're trying to make something where they don't want, if you're, if you were a Trump supporter, that you can't get a job as a school teacher or there's like two or three things. They don't want you involved with the, uh, the children. Exactly. Because if you influence the young minds, they may grow up to be like, this is all a bunch of crap over here. Well, this uh, doesn't make any sense. What these guys has been trying to teach me that makes more sense than this. They don't want them to know that. All they want them to know is the party line all the time. That's it. You know, I watched a rather interesting video uh, today. It was a guy who was out in New York City interviewing people, talking to them about tolerance. And uh, and do you believe you could compromise with a Republican on certain issues? And every single person that he talked to said tolerance was the most important virtue that you could have. But then when he started to try to nail them down on, okay, do you think you could uh, agree with a Republican and come to a compromise on, on issues? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And so then he starts naming issues off. And they're like, every one of them, not a single one of them would say, yeah, okay, we can, we can probably come to some kind of compromise here. Every one of them said, no, no, that's too important. We can't compromise there. I'm not going to compromise that. None of them would actually compromise. The only thing we won't tolerate is intolerance. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that saying before, but I don't remember who said it. But here, <clears throat> back to Trump and his Twitter. I just had noted that just hours after Trump, um, his personal Twitter account was permanently suspended. He came out and said that uh, he would be looking into building his own social media platform. I saw that as well, yep. So, and right now, there's a lot of alternatives popping up. Um, you know what would really be interesting? If my is if, came back? <laughs> well, no, but that would be kind of, but no, not that. Is if someone that had the money Elon were Musk. to go, like, well, maybe like Elon Musk. Maybe he is a listener to the podcast, and if he is, hello, Mr. Musk. The, the new glad you're here. In the world. If, if, you, if yeah. you build a phone, I will never buy an iPhone again. If, yeah, Tesla, exactly. if Tesla built a phone and a social media My network, point. I wouldn't. Exactly. Me too. I would not buy an iPhone again. And, and don't censor the freaking apps that can go on there. So if Parler wants to be on, have an app on your phone, so be it. That's me. Exactly. That's exactly where I was going to go, Dave. If Musk decides to build a phone, I'm all for it. Don't censor the have apps, it. but have a really good, like, that Security way you've got scan, you know that way you've got three alternatives you can do the Google phones you know you can do an Apple phone or you can do one of Musk's phones and if he's the one that's pushing you know for all the free speech stuff and you can have all that stuff on his phone I would drop my iPhone in a heartbeat and I'd never get another one again and I would buy his stuff which that would give him a car he would have a phone and what he's trying to put people in space too yeah yeah. Solar. The man's, yeah, solar. He's got it going on. Um, here's a clip of uh, Representative Devin Nunes. He's Republican from California. <clears throat> he said that Amazon, Apple, and Google, their suspension of Parler 
is clearly a violation of antitrust and civil rights and uh, racketeering. Um, he wants to th use the RICO Act against them, and here's a clip of him. The effect of this is that there is no longer a free and open social media company or site for any American to get on any longer. Because these big companies, Apple, Amazon, Google, they have just destroyed a, what was likely, Parler is likely a billion dollar company. Poof, it's gone. But it's more than just the financial aspect of that. If you don't want to be regulated by left-wingers that are at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, where you get shadow banned, nobody gets to see you, nobody gets to see you, they get to decide what's violent or not violent, it's preposterous. So I don't know where the hell the Department of Justice is at right now or the FBI. Uh, this is clearly a violation of antitrust, civil rights, the RICO statute, there should be a racketeering investigation on all the people that coordinated this attack on not only a company, but on all of, of those like us, like me, like you, Maria. I have three million followers on Parler. I, tonight, I will no longer be able to communicate with those people. What is the CEO of Twitter, uh, Jack Dorsey? Mm -hmm. um, Parler was, uh, that's what Tim Pool tweeted a thing out saying that he thought Jack Dorsey was the uh, most evil man on the planet. Um, and if you look at him, uh, there's a good case for it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Parler. He, he looks like he's got like soulless shark eyes yeah. whenever I look at him. On the Apple App Store, Parler was the number one app, has, has been there for a while because it, yes. is, it is growing fast. Sure it was. And it was until it was a they good killed it. Right. As soon as they mm -hmm. killed it. His app was in second, and it popped up to first. Right. And he just tweeted out a nice big heart that uh, loved to see it kind of thing. Um, yeah. So but, did he did he coordinate that so that his app would take top spot intentionally? And did he coordinate that with his uh, the other companies? Uh, a, there's a good argument there. They, there is a good argument there. I still wonder um, about those super rich families that's been around for years. The royal families that for some reason here in the last five, six years, you don't hear about. You know, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. They're still, they're still out there, and they're still doing their stuff. I think that they're probably pulling more of the strings than what we realize. And I hate, like I said, and I hate to sound like a conspiracy nut. It's not a conspiracy anymore, you know? I mean, you can, you can say things that are conspiracy about what bigfoot or an alien landed in my backyard but when you bring up the super rich families and stuff that's been around for years that's not a conspiracy that part's real what they do might be a conspiracy but we know what they've done what could they be doing now especially with everything else going on but uh <clears throat> twitter oh uh, where you know like we said earlier they just signed a new you know, deal with uh, Amazon with their server. But Amazon doesn't have a problem with all of the violence and threats and illegal things that are still on Twitter. And you can easily Google just, I mean, just Google death or just uh, do a Twitter search for anything violent and you'll find tons of stuff on there. Tim Pool mm -hmm. posted, he's, he's got dozens 
of actual threats against him, death threats against him and his family, that he's reported multiple times to Twitter, and they're, they're all still up. Um, while they were pulling Parler for something that possibly could happen in the future, that they were handling now, but they maybe couldn't in the future, while they were pulling that, Twitter, on the number one trending on Twitter was Hang Pence. <laughs> So and and that's not just like oh there was one random little tweet here no that was there were so many of it that it was the number one trending item on on Twitter. Yes, and that's look whenever you deal with the people on the left, it's so easy to get their hypocrisy just to come out in full bloom, you know, and because they're, they'll say oh this is just so bad, but then they'll turn around and their own people are doing exactly what they say is so bad on this side over here. It's it's ridiculous. Uganda, you know, they're in their elections coming up. Um, so they have suspended social media in their country right now um, until their election's over because they understand the importance of how or they say that, that it, how it can affect an election. Yeah. Um, who do you think came out against that, speaking out against it? Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter talking about how ahead of Uganda election, we're hearing reports that Internet service providers are being ordered to block social media messaging apps. We strongly condemn Internet shutdowns. They are hugely harmful. I think that hugely was just for Trump. Hugely harmful. They violate Mm -hmm. basic human rights and the principles of the open Internet. But they just uh, they just violated his human rights, right? But that that's by taking him by deplatforming him off of off of everything. They just they and do they not see the? I mean, can they not see the the double standard that they're sitting no. here? It's always I mean rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah, <laughs> good point. It's ridiculous. So ridiculous. What I don't understand is how many people are so blind to this. Even people who do support Trump, they've instantly flip-flopped, and now they're using the hashtag, not my president, right. when they're playing the same game backwards. And I don't understand how people don't see it. They're blind to it all. It's either it's, – it's a love and hate, and there's no in-between. There's no thinking for themselves. It's – you know, where we were talking about Trump, which I know we're all over the place, but Trump, the calls for action to call the people to uh, march up to the Capitol, even though he said peacefully. He didn't mean peacefully, according to them. Take but, uh, the Capitol. Here's uh, Cory Booker. Here's a, a clip from him not too long ago. And, and so before I end, that's my call to action here. Please don't just come here today and then go home. Go to the hill today. Get up and please get up in the face of some Congress people. Was he inciting violence there? I guess it would be easy. He needs to uh, be removed from office. It sounds to me like he's trying his statement would incite more violence than Mr. Trump, President Trump, saying, let's all go up to the Capitol and peacefully protest. Impossible. You're wrong. Right. He's a liberal, so it's fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here's how CNN <clears throat> um, defended 
his comments. They said, in fact, an appeal for political activism that seeks common ground. If if you listen more to more than a deceptively edited clip of the speech, he references uh, Booker's enduring commitment to decency is clear. Mm. Like they deceptively edited uh, President Trump's everything. Uh, right. everything. Yeah, everything he ever said, they deceptively edited. The stuff what, in Charlottesville. Yeah. From then on out. Every, everything. Every single clip. Kaylee McEnany, everything she says, they cut up into little bitty pieces to make it sound however they want. If if you exactly. watch everything full live and then listen to the CNN report of it, you're like, that's not what happened. I yeah, watched the that's, original. That, that's two totally different right. stories. Well, CNN, it's so bad. It's literally like, CNN, breaking news. Trump has a 20-minute speech. Here's a clip. China. Yeah. There aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murderers. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? (laughs) I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Do, do either of you guys remember a video? I it was last year, uh, maybe early last year or late 2019. Of uh, it was a high school kid wearing a like a mega hat. Oh yeah, yeah. And the kids were like beating him up, calling him like "You look so stupid." Da da da. And they were all like picking on him, and he didn't even fight back. He just wanted his hat back. In the end, he got in trouble, and they got off. Yeah, that's ridiculous. This is 1984. This is uh, double think, double speak, double action, double everything. Nothing. Man named Alex Jones used to say, the answer to 1984 is 1776. 
<laughs> yes. Back before, you know. If we actually still have enough people that have that spirit in them. ABC's political director, Rick Klein, he tweeted out, Trump will be the ex-president in when he tweeted it was 13 days, which is what, six days now. The fact is getting rid of Trump is the easy part. Cleansing the movement he commands is going to be something else. Else, Yeah, nothing says unity and tolerance like a good old-fashioned cleansing. Exactly. Let's send them all those Trump supporters off to the re-education camps. Yeah. I knew so a fella that they said can... that once, you know. He wrote a good book, too. It was called Mein Kampf. Mm, yes. <laughs> I saw a clip, a TikTok video, a guy, the little boy wanted Minecraft for Christmas. Yes. And mm-hmm. the dad bought him Minecraft, a book. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> he didn't understand. That's terrible. I was uh, scrolling through my some of my social media and one of my friends actually posted a meme, which I find rather ironic and kind of sad. They can remove Trump from all these platforms so that he can't communicate with anybody, but we still have child porn on the internet. Yeah. You think that, you know, okay. Even if you think Trump is the worst thing since, uh, whatever you think the worst thing in the world is, even if you think that you know the Black Plague, he's that's him. You would think that we could come to a consensus that hey, child porn is probably worse than Trump. We should take it off the internet, also. But no, it's yeah. still out there. They can they can pull together an impeachment in six days, but it takes them six months to come up with another $600 check. Which is supposed to be sufficient. Right. Yeah, exactly. Congress can work fast when they want to. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and the, the, the faster that they work on that impeachment, the more I just, and, and the fact that they, they took him down off all his, his social media, there's a fear there in these people that I just, you know, like, and I don't know what they're afraid of because he's going to be gone. Unless there's just he's just got so much stuff on all of them that you know they've got to discredit him so much so that if he ever says anything ever again they're like oh it's just he's crazy right. you know that's that's what they're looking for probably is oh he's crazy you know just whatever he says you know whatever I mean I don't understand why every single person doesn't want to support free speech I mean doesn't matter which side you're on. And I know yeah. everybody uses the argument, well, they're private companies. We can't. They can violate the Constitution. Well, well the, Exxon, well, no, and the Exxon Valdez, what they did, they're a private company. They should be allowed to have oil spill anywhere they want. Well, in some people's minds, their free speech is a normal thing that this is not taking away your freedom of speech. They're just like, no, no, he's inciting violence. So people are wanting to, to get it off there. And I'm like, well, isn't that a violation of free speech? Well, like, no, no, no. I mean, you're you're talking to me right now, and they're not comprehending it in their mind. I yeah, mean, they you, don't you realize. At, you can look at Facebook, you know. The whole purpose for having the amendments for, uh, for free speech is so that people can get up and say things that you may not agree with. That may hurt your feelings. That's the whole point. And for us to move forward as a country and for us to get better as a country, we've got to be able, the people on the left have to be able to come forward and say thus and so. 
I want and the people on the right need to be able to come forward and say thus and so. And then they need to engage in a debate and at the end of it, walk away from it, not hating each other, but saying, okay, you know, may I understand him a little bit better and I understand her a little bit better and come to some kind of consensus. But the people on the left don't want that anymore. No. Well, I wonder if there are any high schools or specifically colleges out there that still have debate teams. Well, no, to to actually have a debate team, you've got to teach some kind of, what was it, like uh, logic and rhetoric. And I don't think they do that anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they do. It's like, all right, guys, we're going to have a debate. This person has a penis. Are they male or female? Here's what. Here's mm-hmm. the thing I posted in the group well, it depends today. on what Facebook. they feel like inside. <laughs> I posted this on Facebook today. It said, free speech. He who only knows his side of an argument only knows half of the argument. I put it's not That's enough true. to it's not enough to only have teachers tell you the other side of an argument and tell you how you should respond. You have to be able to read the original material. There has to be free speech. That is the only way we can have any kind of discourse and advance as a society. You know, it, well, there's no such thing as critical thinking anymore. No. Everybody just memorizes what somebody else told them nobody puts any thought into it if you ask that's why nobody normally has anything deeper than one layer you Mm -hmm. ask them a question they have an opinion they state their opinion which is only the opinion that they heard somebody else say yeah and then as soon as you question them on it they can't go any deeper than that because they don't know and then they flip it and say well you're just a racist that that, you also you hear people say well i read an article online they didn't read the article. They read the headline, the headline hit the yeah. share button, and that's it. Well, I heard such and such and such was happening. Well, you're you're either a racist or you're a science denier. Right. Because the science is settled on that. Or you're and just too here, stupid to talk to. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Science is never settled on anything. If science was settled, and science is supposed to be such a settled thing, then the theory that the Earth is flat would have never been overturned. Oh, has it? I thought it's flat now. What? I was going to say, hang on. The Here, let flat. me pull that up. I can pull up a ton of articles for you to show that it's still flat. I'm sure you can. And I can, yeah. Yeah, it's the... I can do the opposite. I can show you a picture from space. Of course, now there's people that deny that we went to the moon, too. No, that's a, that's a, fish, that's a fish eye lens. I was going to say, I can yeah. show you a video of Mark Wahlberg. Not Mark Wahlberg. Which one uh, is no, it? On, the, on Mars. Um, well, the, 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 what's his face from Blink-182? Oh yeah, the, yeah. The Tom, whatever his name is, he's a big uh, conspiracy guy. Well, like, you know is what, he a flat? Is he a flat earther? Uh, no, I don't I'm think not sure. So. Well, you know what the truth is, right? The moon's not actually a moon. No, it's not a space station. It's actually a satellite relay from Saturn, and Saturn is the thing that creates the matrix that we live in, and the moon. <laughs> It's like no, they, no, say, no. they say, go to the light whenever you die. No, when you go to the light, you're recycled back into Earth, and then you're reborn again in the simulation. What you do is you move away from the light, and that's how you're free from this massive Saturn matrix. <laughs> I always thought maybe the moon was pop, the pop actual was, yeah. was the Death Star. That's no moon, kid. <laughs> Here's a neat little article about Polish Poland's government officials have denounced the deactivation of Donald Trump's social media account. And they've actually drafted a law that they're about to pass to make it illegal in Poland for tech companies censor 
anything that does that you know that does goes beyond the law. What the law is, it's illegal, right? You know, but not based off of their own personal opinions and beliefs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, give, it, give it a couple of months, and the Guardian will be taken down too. And uh, they had, uh, I can't remember. I can't find where it was. A it was going to be like a a huge dollar amount fine for the uh, the site, the social media site, um, per infraction. I think if it's not reinstated, I don't know why that reminds me. But um, a few days ago, or about a week or so ago, uh, Julian Assange was back in the news again. Over the United States attempting to extradite him back over espionage charges and stuff involving yeah, WikiLeaks. I think they were. Yeah, I think they're afraid that uh, Trump was going to pardon him. Yeah, you don't hear <laughs> you don't hear anything about Edward Snowden. And he either. should have. He should have pardoned both of them. And the oh Tiger, shoot, yeah, and the Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know about that one. That's a hard pill to swallow. There, I don't know, but. <laughs> Since we're talking about your our rights, specifically our right to uh, to free speech, let's look back into history at one of our presidents, what they said about uh, our rights. And this would be John Fitzgerald Kennedy. He said, the rights of man come not from the generosity of the state, but from the hand of God. You ever? You think you're going to hear a Democrat nowadays say something like that? A woman? Never. I do not think so. <laughs> You'll hear him say "a woman," though. Oh shoot! Yeah. Here's been uh, Jim Jordan <clears throat> has been having a lot to say during all of this on Congress. So here, I got a quick clip to his to play. Gentleman from Ohio is recognized for two minutes. Thank the gentleman for yielding, Mr. Speaker. Uh, in his opening remarks, the Democrat chair of the Rules Committee said that Republicans last week voted to overturn the results of an election. Guess who the first objector was on January 6, 2017? First objector, the Democrat chair of the Rules Committee. And guess which state he objected to? Alabama. The very first state called, Alabama. President Trump, I think, won Alabama by like 80 points. Actually, he won it by, but he won it by 30 points. They can object. They can object to Alabama in 2017, but tell us we can't object to Pennsylvania in 2021. Pennsylvania, where the state supreme court just unilaterally extended the election to Friday. Pennsylvania, where the secretary of state unilaterally changed the rules, went around the legislature in unconstitutional fashion. Pennsylvania, where county clerks in some counties, and you can imagine which counties they were, let people fix their ballots. Against the law, fix, cure their ballots, their mail-in ballots, directly viol- direct violation of the law. And they tell us we tried to overturn the election. Guess who the second objector was in 2017? The individual managing the impeachment for the Democrats. Americans are tired of the double standard. They are so tired of it. Democrats object to more states in 2017 than Republicans did last week, but somehow we're wrong. Democrats can raise bail for rioters and looters this summer, but somehow when Republicans condemn all the violence, the violence this summer, the violence last week, somehow we're wrong. And Democrats can investigate the President of the United States, as Mr. Hoyer went through, try to impeach him 
investigating for four years, but will not look at an election that 80 million Americans, half the electorate, 80 million Republicans and Democrats have their doubts about. I, I, I said this last night, I do not know where all this goes. And this is frightening for the country. We should defeat this rule and we should defeat the impeachment resolution when it comes up. He's been really outspoken the past couple of days. He has been. He's been a rather a bit of a firebrand. And I like him pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Everybody's outspoken these last few days for good reason, though. I mean, there's just too much out there to... One of our elected representatives, he served in the military, and he lost both of his legs while doing so. Lieutenant Dan? uh, No, not Lieutenant Dan. I don't know. I'm not sure what the man's name is. But the uh, people at CNN, because he objected to something going on with the impeachment or something about the election, said that he wasn't uh, devoted to our democracy. And I'm sitting there thinking, you're saying this about a man that actually went and put his life on the line and lost his legs because he does believe in this country. And you're sitting there in a studio, never did nothing for nobody else but yourself, sitting up on your supposed high moral horse, talking, saying that he's not he's not he's not dedicated enough to the democracy. He put his life on the line. You haven't done that. So you need to shut up. (laughs) You know, you know, a person's opinion that I would like to hear about all of this, which we'll never hear it again. And we haven't heard from the guy since everything with him happened. I'd really like to know the personal opinion of Charlie Rose. I don't know. I just always enjoyed listening to him talk. And then, of course, everything happened, you know. Or Walter Cronkite. Yeah. Walter Cronkite, oh my gosh. But see, he was real journalism. When you didn't get their opinion, all you got was the news. Well, no, actually, now Walter Cronkite wasn't just all the news. uh, He mostly was. Because, well, yeah, maybe. But when he came back from Vietnam, he stepped out of his journalism role and gave his opinion about the war. Yeah, during editorial time. When, he didn't just report the facts. Right. He's He stepped out of that journalistic role and started giving his opinion on what he thought the course of the war was. But and I think, I think were, he ended up saying something about him be, it being unwinnable. But those were, those, were, those were labeled as that. It wasn't as he was reporting the news in those segments. There was a distinction between it and the other. Mm-hmm. See now you can't distinguish distinguish between. Well, now you can't even hear them report a fact. No, they just report their opinion as to how horrible that something is, or how this person is a disgrace to the. No, if you're watching CNN, every time it comes back from commercial or even mid commercial, CNN breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> I mean, it could be anything. There is what is breaking news anymore? A presidential emergency broadcast alert? That'd be the only thing that anymore I'd consider breaking news. Yeah, I don't know what their plan for the breaking news is once Biden's officially in office and Trump isn't around to beat anymore because, <clears throat> well, they've already started firing people. Yeah, <laughs> they've already they pulled their contract. They they did have like in uh, 
they were televised on the TVs in all of the airports, and they suspended that. They stopped that now. Um, so I think they're on a uh, um, tightening of the belt budget-wise right now, knowing that uh, the views aren't going to be there come January 20th from then on. Until they'll they'll turn on Biden or they'll they'll turn on Biden to get him out to get, you know I don't know what the big picture plan is for them. Uh, pay attention to your Google and Apple Maps. If you can't look up Washington D.C. and then cell service goes yeah. out, then you know something's gone down. But I know they're 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 just wanting to get rid of anybody Republican, conservative, right. I mean, I wouldn't even consider myself Republican, but I I consider myself. Conservative, um, libertarian, kind of center right leaning, but who who was it? Uh, I think it was something that you shared, David, involving um, there was some politician of some sort who uh, wanted to investigate all Republican Trump supporters. Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, let's see, I got a clip. I can't remember which one that was, but let's see what this one is. Of what we have to do is have leaders call out what's wrong, specifically the culprits. And our new leader, President-elect Biden, did do that today. I think the American public has a real good, clear look at who they are. They're part of the big lie. The big lie. Trump said that before he ran. If you say it enough, I'm going to convince you. I'll say it enough. The press is bad. The press is bad. The press is bad. The press is bad. If he's the only one saying it, that's one thing. But the acolytes that follow him, like Cruz and others, they are as responsible as he is. There are decent people out there who actually believe these lies. They're good people on both sides. Because they've heard it again and again. He's right. But there are others. We're Trumplicans. (laughs) <laughs> Red Trumplicans. It's like the press is bad. The press is bad, and there are people out there that actually believe this. I can't. I can't take that man seriously because he actually got on TV and said, "Where does it say that protests have to be peaceful?" If you're, I mean, it's actually in the First Amendment to the Constitution. If you're that stupid, yeah. then everything else, everything he said after that, is just. You mean peaceably yeah. means peacefully. <laughs> That means you don't actually do something stupid and break things. Yes, peacefully means peacefully. I'm pretty sure they weren't sending any crazy messages through the uh, Bill of Rights to like, even though we say peaceably, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, bob's your uncle. Well, you, that means go out and break stuff. You know that, no. that. Well, that's what Trump said to go to the Capitol and peacefully. Yes, but, he did. But they meant that's what he didn't mean. He didn't mean that, you know, because I think that's what it is. The left has the uh, the obey glasses, the uh, they live glasses. They can, but it's verbally they can, you know, interpret the meaning behind what people say, not their words, but what the meaning is. Because you know, you can't say you let your yes be yes and your no be no. They more remind me of like the old Sim City video game. You draw a circle around them and then just click and tell them what to do, and they do it. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, got a new show for y'all, man. Man, man, man. I don't even know where to begin, man. The United States of America, man, best country on this planet. 
Can we call it the United States of America or United States of China? I think that's more fitting. I mean, freedom of speech in this country is on life support. I never thought I would see yeah. in the United States of America, not just its regular citizens. I never thought I'd see that, but we see the president of the United States being censored. Yeah. That's crazy. What happened to white privilege? <laughs> I mean, if they can do that to a white man, what can they do to my black ass? That's what I'm worried about. Maybe if you're left leaning, y'all can build all kinds of shit together. While on the right, y'all taking stuff away from us. Paula's gone. My TikTok gone. My Facebook is at risk for being unpublished. I think they're funny, um, <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, it's truthful. And at first, it was just they took down Trump's personal Twitter because he has a personal Twitter account. But then there's a POTUS account that gets handed from each of them each time that will get transitioned over to Biden. And then when he posts, it'll go to the official POTUS account. Yeah, the um, presidential. Yeah. They took it down too, didn't they? Yeah, well, everything Trump was posting, because as soon as they took him down, he started using it. So they started pulling it down, which to me... That, that that somehow has to be illegal. That the, you would think the official you would think that, that would also be considered insurrection against the government, right? Yeah, because if you're not allowing the government the channels that they need to commute, what if something? And God forbid, I'm not wishing for this to happen. But let's say he went to the official POTUS account to actually announce that there was a real emergency going on somewhere. And he needed to activate people in that state or in that community, and they just yanked him down willy-nilly. Now, in my scenario, are these people then uh, culpable for maybe the deaths of innocent citizens who needed the help but couldn't get it because, oh, we can't let him say anything ever again. Let's take that down quick. Now, now he still has control of the emergency like broadcast system, the he can speak directly that you know that buzzes on your cell phones, mm-hmm. but because they were threatening to pull it this week, um, because they were afraid that he was going to start using it to try and contact his minions, you know, for the overthrow. And there again, what are these people so afraid of that he's going to say? I'm sorry, but all these actions are the actions of people that are afraid of yep. something. And what it is, I don't know. What they think that he has on them, or maybe he does actually have something on them. I don't know. But these are the actions of people that are afraid of something. And it's something that he either knows or he plans on put, or they think he's planning on putting out. It's like we're experiencing coup d'etat, but we don't know which side. Mm hmm. Strange, strange trip. Okay, so. The, the second part of the two-step that has been pushed here by the media and has been pushed by politicians is shut up, right? So, so the first part was America systemically racist and, uh, and conservatives are bad. And the conclusion, of course, is, uh, is shut up. The conclusion is shut up. So Trump has been banned from Facebook indefinitely. Not only was Trump banned from Facebook, by the way, so Dan Bongino had his account removed on Facebook temporarily because he posted the video of Trump a couple of days ago during the riot talking about how he wanted people to go home peacefully and then adding in a bunch of stuff about how the election was stolen. So just for reposting a video from the president of the United States, for just reposting it, his account was removed. Facebook has now announced 
that Trump's account is going to be completely removed from Facebook. Now, look, Facebook is a private company. Facebook can do whatever it wants to do. Does that mean that the spirit of free speech and civic engagement can thrive when you have big tech bros who have decided what is available to you and what is not available to you? And if you think this is going to stop with Trump, you are dead wrong. You know, if, if we've transferred all the power to the big tech to control speech, because by this they're, they're saying, if you say, well, they're a private company, then they have full control over speech. Because right now, the only form of communication well, most people have is, is through social media. Um, but here's the thing. By doing this, they have now violated this Rule 230 that they were talking about that they needed to fix. Right. Because as long as they let people say stuff, it's okay. But when you start editing what people are saying, then you're not just a bulletin board. You're now a publisher. Right. The whole thing when they passed 230 back before, Yahoo's big argument back then was that we are just a bulletin board, that we are like the tree in the courtyard. Yeah. That – you can't hold us accountable for something somebody posts. If you do, then we'll never be able to grow. We'll never be able to. The Internet won't thrive. It won't be able to. If every single website is held accountable for something somebody posts in it, whether you have a message board or a chat room or whatever it is, then, it, you know, the just litigation would shut everything down. So that was the exemption that they felt they had. But, yeah, and I, I get that, and I understand where they're coming from. But in and exchange, as as they were it, supposed to stay a bulletin board, right? Neutral. And when, yeah, neutral. But when you start yanking people down, that's when you're censoring them. You're no longer a bulletin board. Now you're an editor, and now you're the purveyor of I. Only I have the wisdom to let you see what you need to actually see. Because this is not good, and so it's not good. I'm not going to let you see this particular post. That's wrong. Right. Um, it always makes me think from, you know, all the different government organizations, CIA, FBI, NSA. People used to always just call those, like, alphabet corporations or whatnot. The alphabet people now are a different group. Uh, that's the thing. <laughs> There's an actual thing called alphabet owned by Facebook. Right. Yeah, that, well, uh, Google. That's Google. 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 Google is, yeah. Alphabet's the parent company of of Google and YouTube and all of well, maybe that's the the coup that we're seeing happen yeah. is corporation taking over the United States instead of left versus right. It's actually a corporation slowly right taking well, over. I mean, if you look at <clears throat> every single well, vote that happens in Washington, who who has a bigger voice? The people of the districts who speak to their Congress or the lobbyists? That's exactly you know, what I was thinking. The, the people, the, the lobbyists. Oh, of course. So we still have no voice. They're supposed to be there as a representative of us. They're supposed to listen to our our wants and our needs and our, you know, here's what we need. Here's what you're there supposed to be on our behalf. But they're there on the behalf of whoever gives the most money, the the billionaires, the the big tech corporations. Um, so they're going to do what's best for them, well, these same not cor- for us. Well, these same corporations also fund some of the biggest private armies in the world. So, of course, you never hear about the private armies right. and stuff anymore outside of the like war crimes of Blackwater and such. 
Well, and here's the thing. They were supposed to be there for – that was supposed to be the house. The house was supposed to represent us, the people. The right. Senate, on the other hand, was supposed to be ambassadors from each individual state to the federal government. And they could be recalled by the governors of said states. You know, we don't do that anymore. We don't practice that anymore. Now it's – I think they were supposed to have been appointed – at one point in time in our history by the governors and the governors could, could call the senators and say, Hey, look, you know, there's getting ready to be something come up on, on the floor. And I don't think it's in our best interest for this. And they could put pressure on the senators to, you know, to basically, you know, squash a piece of legislation, whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but it was yet another check on the federal government to keep it from just sending mandates down to the states. Here, you've got to do this, and we don't really care how you fund it. You've got to figure out a way to do it. Here's this mandate for you to take care of. You know, you got to do this. You got to do that. And by the way, and, if your vote towards etc. actually happens, and if it passes, um, our endorsers will be very grateful. But that's why we're <clears throat> we're not a a demo or we're not a constitutional republic democ democracy anymore we're we're moving into what's he called a, a techno technocracy yeah i could techno oligarchy i could yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I can see it now he'll stand up and do the speech from uh star wars episode two with or episode three with palpatine the republic will be reorganized into the first planetary <laughs> empire that's, that's one empire. thing they got right was the the way the government you know and that's how liberty dies yeah. with thunderous applause Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody be happy about it. Because I can just see the people, stand, somebody standing up and saying, you know, the world's going to be reorganized into a one-world system. We're just, you know, and it's, yeah, and everybody's going to be like, yeah, well, see, we're so much smarter than everybody else. Well, see, that's the thing. It would take a global event for that to actually happen. And right now, we're uh, experiencing a global event. Pandemic, yes. That's what I was going to say. But it it would have to be much stronger, like this so-called second strain, or even a mutation that they haven't told us. uh, Oh, the vaccine was pushed too quickly, and then all of a sudden, boom, something happens, or alien invasion, or what they tell us is alien invasion. It doesn't really need to get any worse. It doesn't have to get... They've already got the majority of the population afraid. Right. Yeah, but you have the two other major world it's, countries that you've, you've got. You've, no, you've, you've already got the majority of the population afraid and, and pretty much all over the world because they're all like, oh, you've got to wear your mask and you've got a social distance and, and don't go see your family and don't go do this and don't go do that and blah, 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 blah. They've already got these people so freaking afraid. They're they're afraid of their own shadows. That China's already been like that, though. I can't go out of my house without my mask on. If I do, I'll die. That's the kind of mentality you that they've instilled in some of these people. And it's ridiculous. You know, here's the thing. And my wife used to get mad at me for saying stuff like this. But it, the more, you know, I think about it, the, the, and with especially what's going on today, the more it makes sense, it's like, you know, you can live your whole life in fear and stay in your house or you can go outside and live your life. And but these people are so, you know, anything can happen to you. OK, you could get the coronavirus and die. You could have a heart attack going walking, walking to the mailbox to check the mail. 
You could uh, walk outside and a rock could fall out of the sky and kill you. I mean, mm. th- you'd never know what's – even if you don't even leave the house, you can have a stroke while you're in your house and die. Why do we never hear about coronavirus in South America? Well, or Africa. After January or after January 20th, you won't hear about corona as much. Because the big conspiracy I heard, this is a four-stage process. That the corona was the first stage mm-hmm. to get everybody going. And then the civil get everybody unrest, afraid. Yeah, and then the civil unrest with uh, BLM and the riots and everything. Keep promoting that to get everybody, you know, worried about we need more. Because even though they spoke out and against again, police, they spoke out against defund police, the average person is, we need more police. We need to protect us, protect us, protect us. Um, and then the, the third stage yeah, was uh, the uh, election. Another thing to frighten the people, right? the riots. So let's make them. So now they're afraid of the, you know, the, this virus that's going around that you have a over 99% chance of surviving. Now you've got the, the violence from the left that you have to worry about too. So just just keep packing the fear on these people, you know. And with both of those, it gave the opportunity for the election to be held the way it was held with so, so much early voting, so much uh, mail-in mm-hmm. voting, so much unaccountable, not there's just a lack of accountability on a lot of ballots. It may it open up that opportunity. I've heard stories from <clears throat> different sources of people receiving anywhere from four to seven mail-in ballots at their residence. Yeah. I actually personally know of a few older people who are well up in age, uh, a couple of them who can't even actually read. Like, legit, these people cannot read. Oh, they wanted to vote, so they get a mail-in ballot. But, of course, it was one of their caretakers that take in the mail-in ballot. That person never one time looks at the ballot. They literally look at them. So you want to vote for this person, right? Yeah. They don't know what. What they're talking what they actually about. Feel. Yeah, they're just like, so you want to vote for Biden, right? Yeah, I want to vote for the president. Do you want to vote for Trump or do you want to vote for Biden? I want to vote for the Okay, you want to vote for, for Biden, right? You don't like this guy, right? Right. And then they write it down, send it in. I mean, I think... Uh, they were doing the same? Once, um, I think it was you anyway, brought up once about uh, nursing homes that were getting yes. mass yeah. amounts. They were, they were doing the same things in nursing homes. And some of them were even saying, okay, what was the last, they would ask these people with dementia that are really old, what was the last president you remember, you know, voting for? Right. If it was a Democrat, they would, they would say, okay, well, you must be a Democrat. Boom. There was a big story today, a woman that was uh, arrested for the ballot harvesting like that. And it was from a nursing home. I wouldn't doubt my dad voted and he was dead in July. But that was their, say, but my that, grandfathers are probably voting too, and my grandparents, all of them, have cast a ballot. But the election was the third stage. They mm. went through all this fear, fear, fear. Now we get it rolling the direction we're going, we're wanting. What and the fourth Ghost stage ballot. four is silence the people. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is beginning and right it's now. Starting, now you start shutting with, down any opposition that you it's had. It's starting with President Trump. And, right. and that's just a warning shot across the bow of every single person out there we can do this to the president the sitting president of the united states we can do this to him 
Do you think we're going to have a problem, or we're even going to think twice about doing it to you? Which brings, but you know, didn't I wonder how long our podcast is actually going to last. Well, because this, once somebody listens to it, they're going to be like, "We got to get these guys off the air." Well, if I'm not mistaken, didn't this happen? I think in the mid 1930s in a different country. There again, yep. here's a nice little and this. Clip. Go ahead. Well, this kind of goes back to the conversation we had the last episode or maybe episode before last where we were talking about uh, gun rights and just our rights in general. Yeah. And I made the point of, like he said, in Nazi Germany back in the 30s, the first thing he did was, was you know, take the weapons away from the populace. And you were saying, well, that happened in a country without the Second Amendment. And I'm thinking if they're, they're already walking all over our, our right to speak. This the the right to bear arms. They're not going to care about that, and that's just it. Even if you do have a Second Amendment, if you got people that don't care, and you got the got the 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 judges, sitting judges, to say, okay, yeah, they're okay doing this. That's within the the right of them to do it. There's nothing to stop them. No, right. But right that's, now, with the First Amendment it. violation that they're doing, the money is still on the side. The gun lobbyists are still big enough. Because I think everything always comes down to the dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so as long as gun well, lobby it, it, is still going to be a big enough money to speak out against it and the gun production and gun sales and gun everything, yeah. they're going to. But right now, the First Amendment, there's nothing positive financially to be for allowing the right to speak until these companies like, well, Parler they were wrong. They never should have built on Amazon servers to begin with. They should have done like uh, Gab. Build all your own stuff. Do all your own infrastructure. Gab is doing their own stuff. They're building their own phones, their own operating systems, their own everything. Um, and so they won't be able to be shut down. Yeah. Well, talking about like uh, the Second Amendment with guns and whatnot compared to what's going on right now, a lot of people think that that could never happen. And do I see it happen in the United States? Of course not. I mean, there's too many guns out there. But look at Australia. Whenever they put the gun control thing with Australia telling people to turn in their guns, they did it. Right. And, I mean, Australia was literally built on criminals when it was originally founded, you know. And then <laughs> people look yeah. back at, uh, people want to compare, um, not necessarily Trump, but the general government with the... Uh, with Nazi Germany. Well, Hitler was on the cover of Time Magazine as Person of the Year, and we even had the Olympics there, and it was considered one of the, like, one of the greatest countries in the world at the time, if not the most technologically advanced, even over us. Yes, so, it was. That's what they thought about it. They, they did. I mean, you don't know what to expect, and, the, and you don't know, I mean, they were able to convince an entire population that a person based off of their religion and their blood background was considered an actual rat <laughs> on the face of the earth. Yeah. They were able to convince people of that. Mm -hmm. Now well, they're you, able you, to convince you, people that you can have a penis, but you're still born a female. And people well, believe these things. Yes, I know. and But they're also they're pushing other things, too, now, yeah. because they're saying that, hey, these... Trump supporters, we need to re-educate them. Oh yeah, re-educate us you know, into yeah, very because, confusing and because our our whatever our political leanings and whatever our thoughts are on a subject doesn't matter. 
you've got to tow the line that we want you to line, to tow, not the one that you think's right. You've right. got to yeah. you've got to come over to the state side. This is what we believe, and so to get along and, and live here in this, you've got to come over to our side. Yeah, right. we're not going to exactly we're not going to comment you or you're wrong. exactly. Or you're wrong. Yeah, we're not going to compromise with you anymore. And it's coming down to the dollar because they're threatening if you're a Trump supporter or if you're a conservative or a Republican, you can lose your job. They're canceling people's. We could lose our job, actually, where I work, if you become political at all and somebody decides to say something. Well, I mean, I can see them saying... At work, I, anyway. at work, while you're at work, we don't want you to voice your opinion one way or the other. Yeah. You need to be here to work. I have no problem with that. They, it, we shouldn't be discussing politics, you, you know, you shouldn't be discussing politics, religion, whatever at work on your free time. If, But I'm talking the point that they are terminating people. Well, like, here, let's play this little clip. They were yeah. firing people because they were in Washington during the rally. They didn't even have to be within miles of the Capitol, but they were still losing their jobs because they were there. Uh, Goosehead Insurance, that's a company based in Texas, says it has fired Paul Davis. He was an associate general counsel at the company. In an email to employees, the insurance company said it was surprised and dismayed to learn that one of his employees had taken part in the demonstrations at the U.S. Capitol. An Instagram account, by the way, identified as Paul Davis, wrote that he was peacefully demonstrating. But in most states, employers have pretty wide latitude to fire employees, even for conduct outside the workplace. Fox News legal analyst Andrew Napolitano says the law is clear, saying, quote, employers may lawfully terminate employees for conduct outside the workplace if they can show that the conduct was criminal or that the conduct is likely to damage the product or service that the employer offers to its customers. And finally, Liz, if you ask, well, what about the First Amendment? Yes, it does protect our right to protest, but it does not provide any protection for employment, as we're finding out. Am I surprised that that happened from a company called Goosehead? Not <laughs> yeah. at all. So, I mean, so if, if you are threatened with, there's, which, I mean, it has to do with COVID more, but people refusing to, uh, there's one bank, I don't remember what the story was, that had customers coming in the, into the bank refusing to wear a mask. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That they were just canceling the people's accounts. It wasn't even like, no, we make you leave, we do whatever. You can't just cancel people's account. You've got to give them their money also. Well, no, you're giving them their money. But if you can't bank anywhere anymore, who knows a year from now, two years from now, if you're right-leaning and they find out and you just can't – well, you can't do business with uh, YouTube right now or Parler or Facebook if you're – there's a lot of right-leaning people that didn't violate any terms of service. Mm-hmm. That they are just a part of the larger group of, we'll call them Trump supporters, because now AOC classifies them all. They all need to be on a list. They all need to be mm-hmm. you know, re-educated. They all... What is that? And there again, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Who does... They, they, they point the finger at the right and they say that we're the Nazis. Right. But then they're coming out 
with Nazi the Nazi policies. You know, it's like these 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 anti-fascists, the Antifa. It's like, okay, we're Antifa, we're anti-fascist, but we're going to use fascist tactics to fight the fascists. I'm like, because um, they don't know what fascism is. No, no, like, they don't. They're stupid. They have no idea. Whenever they think of Nazis or the Soviet Union, all they think of is, oh, they killed a bunch of people and we went to war and then fought them. They don't think of, they don't know the history of what built these things. I mean, you know. And and here's another problem that, that the people here in America have. Left and right in America politically is different than the left and right politically in Europe. Oh yeah. Two totally two totally different things. Oh, and you know why? Because in the United States, people have grown to, too used to comfort. If there's a war, if there's any type of war, or any type of fights, it doesn't happen here. It's all overseas. It's on the other side of the world. We don't have to worry about it. If you're in the Eastern Bloc, Europe, or Africa, or any of those places, and something breaks out, you can't travel. You legit can't travel on roads to certain directions because you're going to be in the middle of something. And they know it brings it closer to them. Look at all the bombings and stuff that have happened like in Britain over the years that don't happen over here just because we are separated from everything else. I mean, we are essentially an isolated country with nothing happening really on homeland outside of, what, Pearl Harbor being the last thing that's ever happened homeland? And before that, what? The no, 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 Yes, 9-11 happened before uh, – yeah, 9-11, Pearl Harbor, going back. But then again, that, that's just it. Back in the 60s, there was a, a group called the Weather Underground. They went out blowing stuff up. Of course, now they got caught relatively quickly. They didn't get to blow up a whole lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. And you, and you don't hear about them because all of a sudden now they're the new heroes because one of the uh, – I believe one of them, Ayers, Bill Ayers, I think was his name. Possibly, mm-hmm. who was a neighbor to President Obama, and supposedly a very huge influence upon him. But this guy went out as a weather underground person and committed terrorist acts against the country. But yeah, you know, but well, it's okay. I wasn't specifically meaning like terrorist acts themselves. I was more meaning like combat scenarios that tend to happen all over like well, the I mean, Eastern Bloc over. On the other side you, of the world, you compared to over here, five five couple of planes into a uh, into a, a couple of sky rises. I'd say that's probably a, a that's a declaration of war from somebody. Yeah, but that's not what I'm meaning. I'm talking about the actual conflicts that happen with guns that go on for weeks at a time, not just a like an actual incident. We don't know what that's like over here, except for people who are in the military who actually go to war. Overseas, they know what that's like because skirmishes like that happen all the time. With like, I mean, like, think about what like Crimea. Whenever all of that stuff happened with Russia and Crimea, and then all the other different little things with Bosnia and whatnot. I mean, that's stuff that people over here don't understand. Don't, yeah, to, but the average part, if you say Trump is the first president in many generations to not start a new war, no new wars were started under his term. But if you ask somebody, they're like, well, we didn't get in any wars under Obama. You're like, yeah, yeah. But because it wasn't happening here, to them, it's not real. It didn't really happen. Well, like the historic event that I consider a very historic event, and it should be, Donald Trump speaking with Kim Jong-un, North Korea. Right. 
I mean, that's a big deal. Right, and they condemned it, saying that he doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to start. They kept calling that he's going to start World War Three. Yeah. And, I mean, even even if he didn't know what he was doing, that's still a big deal oh, for the yeah. U.S. president to be speaking with this man in person. Right. And his 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 accomplishments in in the Middle East, brokering oh, yeah. brokering peace deals over there, and but oh no, that doesn't count. That was just some kind of economic agreement. Well, well, they say, like, well, well they if say it most is an economic were. agreement, then you know if it's going to bring economics has a way of bringing peace. So, like if I'm selling my mangoes over here. And I want to get them over to where you're at, and I've got to cross this border. That means I've got to keep the peace between here and the border, and to get my mangoes to market so I can sell them, and so that you can bring whatever it is you have over there—rugs, towels, whatever—over to my place. So it may just be an economic agreement, but that kind of stuff is the kind of stuff that brings peace, right? But they say is is yeah, it's just purely symbolic that uh, yeah, or, or that's exactly. it, it was already in motion to happen without it. May it. Be, it may be purely symbolic, but he's the one that brought it to pass. Right. Nobody else has been able to do what he did in the past seventy years, which makes me worried about that particular so about that in a way. But oh, we'll I leave that alone for now. In the first four years of of Biden. We'll have a new war. We'll have multiple, probably, new wars started. Well, I mean, he's mm-hmm. already changing, like, world policies and sanctions on countries that Trump. And ours, it'll around. probably be with Russia. No, 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 no. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen with China first. Because China has, China has spent too much money to get the Bidens in their pocket. Well, see, that's why it won't happen in China. <laughs> It'll happen in Russia, and then China will step in. But uh, I'm more worried about something happening with Iran, and then Russia or China stepping in, or something happening with India, and then China stepping in. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't feel like it'll be direct, like with Russia or China, just because it'd be too obvious. I don't think it's going to be a physical war anyway. It's going to be a nice little cold war, and it'll all be financial, and we're going to collapse, and uh, yeah. they'll bail us out. If it was a physical war, everybody wants to say it would be nuclear. It wouldn't yeah. be nuclear. These countries are actually have nuclear capabilities outside of the little idiot countries that have like some little firecrackers that are technically like atom bombs. They know that that's technically the end of the war. That's the whole end of the world. I mean, if one launches, they all launch. Mutual destruction. Everybody's dead at that point. If there was a World War Three and it was a physical war, it wouldn't be nuclear, but it would be bad. It'd be mm. it'd be a hell of a bloody war. And I think it would I think it would hit US soil. I mean, could you imagine a presidential alert saying that China or Russian forces China forces took Alaska or the Russian Navy just uh, sieged Florida from all directions, and they've taken the peninsula within such and such amount of time. Here you go. Here's a little clip. Well, this week, PPP released the findings of a poll of how, um, how much Americans believe in conspiracy theories. That's where we got our lizard people numbers from. We also learned that the percentage of Americans who believe that a secret power elite with a globalist agenda is conspiring to eventually rule the world through an authoritarian world government or new world order, that percentage is 28%. She mocks it. But listen to yes, this. Yes, she does. But listen she does to this mock clip. It. And here's, here's the thing. 
I've seen people talk about documents and they've shown documents of where they come from like the Rockefeller Institute. And it's basically it's outlined the things that are going on right now. So if I've got clips of our it, new president saying it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Scott, you got between the whole skull. The and affirmative bugs. task we have now is uh, is to actually um, uh, create uh, uh, a new world order because the global order is changing again. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order. An order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. It's a need for a new world order, but it has different characteristics in different parts of, of the world. Never before has a new world order had to be assembled from so many different perceptions or on so global a scale. Nor has any previous order had to combine the attributes of the historic balance of power system with global democratic opinion and the exploding technology of the contemporary period. After 1989, President Bush kept said, and it was a phrase that I often used myself, that we needed a new world order. So in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, a new world is emerging. It is a new world order with significantly different and radically new challenges. Yeah, it's not a new idea. No, it's gone around for a while. I think mm -hmm. I've actually... And they've been working towards it for years. But, and like I said, the, but that's just it. The, the, the news heads, the talking heads on, on CNN and places like that, they got to poo-poo it all the way up until the point it actually gets put into place. They and then, mean, of course, you can't poo-poo it anymore because it's all around you. And you know it's there, we'll but it, it keeps these people pacified. They're like, oh, like that's obviously some kind of stupid conspiracy theory. Well, see, that's the thing. It's one of them deals they can't just put it in place. It's a time game, you know. You got to take it a, well, sure. a step at a time, and it's been happening for yeah. years. They yeah, just, you got to play the long game. Yeah, and it's working quite well. Unfortunately, it is. There's a nice video posted uh, on our Facebook account. It's a couple hours long, and about halfway through that video, it starts getting into the whole New World Order and a lot of speeches and articles. Very much worth watching. Martial Law 9-11, Rise of the Police State. I take no credit for it, don't own the rights to it, but trust me, it is worth every second of the watch. You know, uh, Ben Shapiro is kind of off topic a little bit, but uh, which we need to wrap up here in a minute, but Ben Shapiro... Um, they had uh, they produced a movie. They made a movie that came out today. They're premiering it tonight. I think you can actually watch it on YouTube. We're gonna watch it uh, here coming up. What's it probably called? next week? Uh, run. Yeah, I've seen commercials for that. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's about a school shooting basically, but kind of told more from the victim's side. In but I think it. The, it appears like it takes place roughly real time, the whole movie, um, mm -hmm. and uh, they they the from the trailer it looks like they use social media a lot, um, and and I know of course um, everybody well I'm not the people some people will like it some people will hate it 
Um, the critics have already, I think Rotten Tomatoes, it's only like 12%, 13%, so it's already horrible on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's critics. The critics are always, normally the lower their number, the higher the people people number. Yeah. Um, because right. the more real it, people like it. Right. Because I know a lot of people will probably say it glorifies um, school shooting, but I don't think that's what it's going to do. Kind of like... Well, um, I'll wait and watch it and give kinda, it a review. Kind of like the what is now an infamous short film that was originally going to be a full movie called Grey State. I don't think I've seen that. Seen Red State. That's uh, a good movie with Kevin Smith. Well, Grey State, it's now just a short film, and it was talking about essentially the United States government well, about everything we've talked about tonight, turning into Nazis, hoarding people up, taking them to slave camps, murdering people. And the guy who wrote and directed the movie ended up murdering his family, oh, that's never his good. wife, his kids, and then killed himself. But all of the conspiracies, and this was before the thing finished, say that it wasn't really him that done it. Hmm. So it's something to look into. Gray State. But uh, I guess, yeah, we probably need to wrap this up. We've been going... Uh a little long, um, which is fine. But uh, next week, <clears throat> imagine we'll do something. I keep trying to get away from uh, from politics and COVID, and you know, just when I was about out, they keep pulling me back in. And then something else happens, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, we'll see how the inauguration goes. What uh, today's fourteenth, <sighs> so the inaugurations. What what day is that on? Um, Did either of you see a? television show back a few years ago called the designated survivor yes, yes. I, we watched uh, i made it through like three seasons i haven't watched it but i've seen it on netflix if i'm not mistaken i loved the first like two episodes uh-huh and then it kind of got soap opera issy oh you mean like the, yeah. the showtime i think it was showtime or hbo the show the newsroom first episode oh, yeah. was amazing it got really good and then especially got, the clip of him up on stage the very beginning yeah of the that, show. that's like i love that clip of play i play that a lot did you did you like it, Wolfie? The uh... I'm kind of like you. The first couple episodes really hooked me in, and but the longer it went on, the more it was just like, oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Somebody just I was just like, somebody just take these people and just slap them. And you I know, think just, I think they, sometimes they, started, they had they started a... <laughs> they started worrying about things that I'm just like, why would you worry about this particular subject? In the middle of what you've got going on right now, right. it just shows you how people play politics. Even in the middle of the worst possible scenarios, there's still going to be that person that's going to be there playing politics to get something out of it. It's just human nature. A good example of that is from the TV show Black Mirror. A certain character by the name of Rollo Haynes playing politics to for his own gain, essentially. Yeah. It's kind of like House of Cards, too. Yeah. I, I really liked House of Cards, and then Kevin Spacey had to go and ruin it for everybody. So we'll we'll check out that movie. But next week, I guess, uh, we have plans on doing a uh, comic book, Marvel DC versus DC movie kind of comparison, compilation type discussion to get away from uh, something a little lighter, less uh, topic-y. But, we, uh, we say that until the aliens land on the White House lawn something, yeah, yeah. inauguration day. Or until the inauguration happens. <laughs> my my guess the, is it's going to go over, I don't want to predict, but um, it'll go over like nothing. 
It'll be the media will play it off as it was the largest crowd in history for a presidential, which you would think it should be. He got more votes than any president in history. So, uh, oh, it, it will be it one of the be. largest crowds. It'll be about 15 Biden supporters <laughs> and the rest will be National Guard. Yeah. They, yeah, they're bumping the numbers with yeah. the National Guard. Who are actually being paid to be there. All right. <laughs> because they have to be. That and the Secret Service. Well, and y'all, you're, you uh, Pelosi and AOC and all these, you know, hypocrites. They'll all be there. By the time all this is over with, I'm going to be very sensitive socially. <laughs> yeah. All right. So everybody needs to go download the podcast, share it with all your friends, uh, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, be sure and uh, ask, ask us questions. Right. Ask us questions. You can so check can, through the you know? social through the uh, anchor app. You can have leave voice messages, and we'll play them on the show. We've had uh, we've had a pretty good growth spurt the past couple of weeks. Um, so uh, I think we're up to eight five star reviews. Ooh, ain't we? We're awesome. And we've had uh, three or four uh, comments written. Reviews written. Ooh, so, comments? Yeah, so be sure and can give we, us a... Can uh, we hear at least one of them? Oh, snap, sure. doggy dog. Uh, Read one that's critical about us. Uh, well... <clears throat> or are they all good No, so they're far? all pretty good. Okay. One of them says, imagine that, being comfortable with honest conversation that might cause disagreement. We need more of that. Something that uh, just came to mind before we decide to leave friend of mine, he sent me a link to a, uh, a message. Uh, and it's one of the most amazing stories I think I've ever heard of. It's called uh, Dream, Dreamstream Company. And of course, their, their website is dreamstreamco.com. But it's, these two gentlemen met they became friends. One of them was a white man. One of them was a black man. They became friends. And for some reason, the one of them decided, I think it was the white guy, decided that he wanted to check out his roots and find out where he came from. And in the process of researching his family tree, he found out that his family at some point in time in the past owned the family that the, his black friend belonged to. Wow. Exactly. Wow. I mean, you talk about a powerful story. This is it. I mean, but they're still friends today. And I believe they travel around together and they, they give talks. I think they're both in the ministry. I'm not sure exactly what it is they do, but I believe that they're both supposed to be in the ministry in some way, shape or fashion. I'm not sure if they're preachers, missionaries, evangelists or whatever. To me, that's it's an inspirational story in that if these two men – from both sides of the of that issue in, in the past can come together here in the present and not be you know they're they're friends and that's what they are can if you can come together and be friends if these two guys can do it the whole country can do it and that's one of the things I believe that the Democrats are afraid of is if we actually get out of our comfort zones and we get out there and we become friends. The white people become friends with the, with Hispanic people and black people and Indian people and, and all that. And if we, as we come together, they lose their importance. 
And that's what they're that's one of the things that they're afraid of, I do believe. But check it out. I think it's a really cool story. Uh, I think you can actually get these guys come and speak. Uh, but it's, 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 I would like to, I would, if I knew that there was a place somewhere around here that they were coming, I would like to go myself and, uh, and hear them and see what they had to say. That'd be cool. Because I, I think it, if uh, this, 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 the way this story was explained to me by Josh is this an amazing story, but okay, I'm done. I'm done. And, and they can consider that an unsolicited commercial for me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, whatever. Now, I did have one uh, criticism on uh, the uh, <clears throat> one of the Facebook groups that were in the it's it's the podcast support group, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he posted about our logo, um, which I like. I yeah. think it's all right. I'm wearing it on the T-shirt I've got on right now, actually. Um, if you have to use the generic microphone in your logo and the word podcast. Um, you need to go back to the drawing board, basically what he said. Oh my goodness. But the microphone looks like the ones we're using, so it yeah. makes perfect sense. And it's a podcast because still only I looked it up, fifty six percent of the population even knows what the reference podcast means. Mm. Most people don't even know what it is. So uh if you're gonna brand your logo I think you should use podcast for, I mean, you don't have to, if you're a big enough name like Joe Rogan or Steven Crowder, you can say this yeah. is, or, well, nobody's looking you up as podcast at that point. Unless right. They know they're looking you up on YouTube. And right. Everywhere. They know who you are. If Kevin Smith does a podcast, he doesn't have to say it's a Kevin Smith podcast, but his is actually smodcast because they're <laughs> smod everything. That just means whoever the criticism well, was, they tried and failed. Right. So. <laughs> I barely I barely know what a podcast is and here I am on <laughs> There you go. So there you go. It's great. Even Apple Computer had the word computer in the name of their company up till like 2011. So I didn't even know that Apple Computer was called Apple Computer up till about eight years ago. I always just thought it was Macintosh. Still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they uh, <laughs> So, but yeah, check us out. Subscribe, rate, and review. Do like you should for all your podcasts. You can get it wherever podcasts are found on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Play for a while, I guess, till we get pulled. Uh, yeah, Google until, somebody, pulled until somebody on the left actually listens to what we're saying <laughs> and they're like, oh, these guys can't be allowed to talk. Let's get them off here. Yeah, but nobody listens long enough. We're, we're, we're too boring. So they, they go, ah, they're like, we don't care what they're saying. Nobody's going to listen long enough to hear anything anyway. It's okay. So. In, in 30 days, we'll be able to stream from my Facebook. <laughs> there you go. Maybe we should. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Bye, everybody. It's been good. All right. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Bye. Dun, dun, dun. Say that again. They want me six feet deep. They want me under the third. I gotta play this one. This was my. This is the come off. Freedom. 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 Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at Socially Sense. Thanks again, and see you next time.
in the sky, gon' have to wait for me. I can smell your lies. Watch what you say to me. Cause I done seen a lot of shit that I could never talk about.